What's going on, everybody? This is James Grandmaster Facts Voice, and you're here for another episode of the Facts Project. Today, special guest, my man, Darnell Hicks, one of my, my best friends from the Party Nerds. Thank you for being here. We haven't done a review in a real long time, and after both of us going to see the Batman, we figured we'd, we'd give you a treat. We got to talk about this. I mean, it's been a minute, you know, I, I, as you know, the, the quarantine and the whole, the past two years have been a blur. You know, it's like we've been in an eternal dark night, as you, as you uh, would say. You know what? I knew one of your puns was going to come <laughs> somehow, some way. C- couldn't resist, man. Um, but yeah, but now it does feel good. It feels good to be rapping with you, man. I mean, you look healthy. You know, you look like you're pressing the weights, you know? I, I, look, man, I'm I'm trying. It's it's a day to day struggle, but it's good to see you. So so for 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 those that don't know this side of me, uh, t- tell everybody who the party nerds are. All right. So the party nerds uh, is me and Jorge Vergara. And uh, we met in nightlife, you know, and of course, Mr. Facts, as some of you may or may not know, he also works in nightlife. And back in the day, in my younger days, you know, back back in the days in the uh, James. <laughs> facilitate fashion shows we used to do back when we were at the toga bar so uh i remember back then i was with lydell russell i think during the time yeah we used to we used to do these shows and you were one of the ones like all right this is where your models can be do this and that and i was just like yo this is a cool dude and i know your story james started from the bottom now he's here you know and Uh... now running the show in atlantic city so if you guys are ever in ac Yes, James is the man, and I'm very proud of you, brother. You done, you've done, been doing big things. I appreciate it, man. And, 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 and proud of you. A little bit. Yeah, 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 a little bit, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. My, pay, those that don't my know, PayPal, don't forget that, my PayPal. Yeah, I'll, I'll make sure to sneak all that money directly under the table. But, yeah, for those of you that do not know, I mean, basically the reason for the partners is the majority of us that are basically nerds by, by, by birth all happen to work at nightlife, and we – basically throw parties as like a thing of all. So it kind of fits. The parties ended up lead, uh, leading into social media. Like, so when Instagram first started, me and Jorge started the Party Nerds, which was one of the first nerd meme pages and we spotlighted cosplayers. This is years ago. So, and we still run it, man. We still doing it. We still going to these conventions, you know, check out our Party Nerds page. You'll be seeing James reviews. Grandmaster facts, we still at it, man. We ain't gonna stop. Definitely, that is that that is beyond a shadow of a doubt. But today, we are here to talk about the Batman. The Batman. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so naturally, what I, I remember when the announcement for this movie came out, and it was kind of like rapid fire. You pretty much okay. We we got Robert Pattinson as as uh, Bruce Wayne, and we were like, okay. This is going to be corny because he's like the dude from Twilight. It, it, now, for those of us that have been following his career, have been realizing he's a lot more of an accomplished actor than a lot of people bestow. So it was kind of for, for a lot of people that just know him from Twilight and then all of a sudden see him as Batman. It was like, oh, shit. He, he, he's not just the vampire who sparkles, you know, and <laughs> it's funny because our man Boss Logic. He would yet again, he did again. He put this post up with Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne. And he was like, I'm hearing buzz that he's going to be our next Batman. And you, all the backlash. I mean, I was skeptical. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, really? Really? But you and a couple of people like Jerv and Bravo, 
Y'all was like, no, listen, dude can act. And what what was the other movies he's done before? Uh, he did The Lighthouse. Um, shit. Uh, I, I think it was uh, The Lost City of Z. Um, he did like these real like art house type movies, like like A24 was like a lighthouse black and white with Willem Dafoe. Real dope shit. And the thing is to see him as Bruce Wayne, it was like, OK, this might work because he'll understand how to play the character because, you know, British actors. Here we go. Yeah. And we've learned from Heath Ledger, also in the DC Batman franchise, that you can never judge a book you can never prejudge a book by his cover no you know because like wait if Heath Ledger right wasn't that the dude from Brokeback Mountain oh he gonna be Joker he gonna be trash well what do you know he was one of if not the best Joker that actually was on screen it's true it's true and it, it aside from that even in this movie like you you started to hear like the rumblings of the castings so you you got the inclination that you were like okay the penguins in it cool um, the Riddler's in it. And you were like, oh, this rogue gallery's like getting a little big. Catwoman's in it. Oh, it got even bigger. And we're like, we're like, wait, this sounds like a certain certain type of book that basically brought out. So we thought it was going to be The Long Halloween, which is a classic uh, Batman uh, comic book based on the holiday killer. And it was more so of a side of Bruce Wayne and Batman as a detective that showcased those type of skills and was more analytic and brain wise uh, right. in the comic book scheme and had a bunch of the rogue gallery involved. Correct. Oh, yeah. No, we, we definitely. And then the funny thing is, when we first saw when they first announced that Riddler, Penguin, Catwoman, I was like, wait a minute. I, I didn't want them to fall into the mistake of Batman Returns, which wasn't bad. But that's when they started piling in way too many villains yeah. or a more extreme example in another franchise would be like Street Fighter the movie, where you're just gonna put every damn character in there. It's just like, look, you don't need all that. So so I thought, mm-hmm. but seeing how they did it, and one thing, because I know we're gonna get into the movie, I definitely love the writing. I think the writing was solid. I think the cinematography was really solid. You know, it was a detective movie. Right, and it, the the score was right on point. I mean, at times I kind of got the the crow feels because I thought Scott Weiland was going to start singing, like I thought Stone <laughs> Temple Pilots was going to start popping out, and but but the score was amazing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because because it, it had that vibe. That vibe was like it was like the crow, where it had that that grunge, that that '90s grunge, the the guitar, the deep uh, bass guitar, just like playing yeah. in the background half you the know time. What I got from it? I got Darth Vader. It was like, dun, 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 dun. And I kept on saying like, oh, this is like the march. uh, What was that? The Imperial March. That's what it sounded like. It it worked. It fit the the feel of the movie, the dark, the dark edge of the movie. So I I dug that part of it. Yeah. So to like, to, to get into the movie, like when we first look at this, like there's no origin story whatsoever. Bruce Wayne is already Batman. As a matter of fact, he don't even like being Bruce Wayne. Mm. So and that's a like, very unique take on it, too. Yeah, because he's never been one to, like, doubt himself. He, and this, this is also the first time that I, can, that I can ever imagine where we saw a movie where you don't see Bruce Wayne as a businessman. You don't see him in a tuxedo. He's not throwing parties. He's not a playboy. He's not doing any of that shit. He's like a goth emo kid that just likes to go and street fight. Exactly. And it's funny you said that because th- if think about think about all the Batman movies. Think you, you had Michael Keaton and that Bruce Wayne was probably in his late 30s, early 40s. 
all of your Batman representations of most movies, except this, he was seasoned. This is the first one. They actually give you his age because, you know, when his parents were killed, he was like eight or nine. They said it was like, uh, you know, like 20 years later. So mm -hmm. he's in his, you know what I mean? So this is the first time we've actually got a younger, in his 20s, young adult Bruce Wayne. So, yeah, he, maybe he hasn't hit that Playboy stage yet because you saw uh, Andy Serkis's, um, uh, you know, uh, Alfred talk to him like a Mr. Wayne, you know, you got to socialize. He's, he's that, that murder of his parents is still fresh in his mind. Yeah, so he's maybe still grieving. He's not there yet. Yeah, he's like he's definitely like still grieving, and he's and he's basically telling them from I guess his hobby of being Batman that we are you have to get into the business of this because our money ain't gonna last if you don't do the, do nothing about this. <laughs> exactly. And exactly. It, the, and he's he's already got the police under his his fitting because literally the bat signal just goes out. The beginning of the movie is literally the bat signal and the fear that he brings about the city. So people generally know about the guy, and they fear right. him. He, he has a reputation, and and I do like the fact that in this movie, you know, when they do show the scenes of him, they almost try to make it like a horror, like he's coming out of the darkness, like the bad guys aren't the ones to be afraid of. Like they tried their best to make him like the ominous character in the dark, you know? And I like yep. that. And again, that's a very unique approach that hasn't been taken before. That's true. And, and I guess that whole thing where like Gotham was almost like another cast member in this movie, because there was a lot of scenes basically that were like dark and gritty, you know what I'm saying? And, and it, for, for the most part, I mean, if this is Batman in his younger years, people are starting to get their introductions of Batman. So that first scene of him uh, fighting that gang in the middle of the subway, when that mm -hmm. guy asked him, who the fuck are you? Right. It's kind of like he's still introducing himself to people. And he's, <laughs> right. being, and he's being seen as a freak. Like the cops are like, I can't take this motherfucker seriously. He's wearing a bat costume. Exactly. And I mean, I love that. And I love how they still bought Batman into today's world. Like when the dudes, when the gang, the Joker, I, I would assume they're Joker's gang. Remember, they had the cell phones taping it and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like you wouldn't have seen that 10 years ago because 10 years ago really wasn't happening like that. So Matt Reeves found a way to pull in elements of what's going on today into the film, which is what I love, you know, because nowadays kids are out there, they're doing, they're like, you know, when they was going up sneaking people in the streets, they do that just for views now. Like it's, it's a shame, but that's what, what the world's become. And I feel like they captured that, you know what I mean? And I thought they did a good job. Matt Reeves did a good job making this Bruce Wayne like, you know what? I don't have time for nobody's shit right now. Yeah. I'm mad. My parents were killed. I'm doing this for my dad. I dug that part of it. Well, it seems like the most of the trailers that were pretty much put out were more so the beginning of the movie. Because that whole point that we saw like in the trailer of the Riddler uh duct taping that the generally the the gentleman that he just he just killed that all mm -hmm. happened in the beginning of the movie that first uh that first look of the riddler that first kill that he made was probably in the first 10 minutes of the movie right right and, and bro and let me talk i know there's so much to talk man riddler penguin catwoman there, there's so much to cover but the riddler himself that was the dude uh what was the guy's name he all Paul Dano, he was in, you ever see There Will Be Blood? People he was perfect that. in that. Right in that movie, him and Daniel Day-Lewis complimented each other perfectly. I drink your milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, but he's such a good actor. And I love the fact that when they revealed him, 
you're looking at this like younger Bill Gates dweeb. You're like, you, you know what it reminded me of when they showed like, because I already know what Paul Dano looks like. But for those of those people who do not know who Paul, Paul Dano is, it reminded me of that scene in Mad Max Beyond Thunderdoom when they knocked the helmet off of uh, Blaster, uh, what was his name, Blaster Master or Master I Blaster, it, whatever yeah. his name, yeah, and it turned out to be this kid with Down syndrome fighting him the entire time. And it was like, mm -hmm. no way. Yep. Is this the person that's been going against you the entire time? And that was great. And what I loved about that, too, is this was, uh, again, the Riddler, like, remember in the old TV show, you had the guy jumping around all hyper. This Riddler was closer to the Arkham series games, where okay. he was calculating, he was a narcissist, but he was out of his damn mind. You could tell he was crazy, like, when he was like, no, no. Like, we were like, yeah. whoa. <laughs> Me and my girl, we were like, yo, yo, he he's crazy. He did a good job right. with that. And, and I guess that goes uh, goes to show that, I guess, uh, a lot of the, de well, a lot of Batman's villains that we saw growing up were basically shown, like, as caricatures. So, like, they, they're just, like, he's wearing, like, all the suit with all the question marks and everything like that, where... Where this kind of um, portion of Riddler, for one, I did not like the fact that Batman is that good at riddles. He's he's firing them motherfuckers off like, like 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 Trivial Pursuit. Like I don't want to invite him over. I don't want to invite him over for game night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I mean, and again, and we, I don't know if we got into this, but like the feel of the movie. Like, what did you think? Like about the mystery film, like what movie did this movie remind you of like classic movies of like back in the day? Seven. Mm. Seven, uh, like- um, I thought like VS for Vendetta. It, it, uh, it had that tone, it had that tone. Now, like I said, I had the crow feel about it. Um, I had the seven feel about it. Like uh, it, it, it was a bunch of elements of shit. Like, like the, the whole, uh, the neck brace from Saul. Yep, Silence of the Lambs with Hannibal Lecter in there, you know, the mastermind. Yeah. So, it was, so it, like, people were saying, people were bringing around this derivative that it was like, they're like, oh, this is like a horror movie, like a Batman horror movie. I was like, this is kind of like a psychological thriller. Bingo. Exactly. That's how I felt like, and it felt like it kept you gripped. Now, you know, uh, one of the many arguments about this movie was it was long, you know, but then again, if you think back to a lot of these old movies, they were long ass movies too. Like the Silence of the Lambs, these they were long movies. But you know, it's did yeah. it, it did go on. It just was a long movie. If you if you y'all didn't see the movie yet, make sure you pee before you sit down in that theater. <laughs> I, I don't want to hear about anybody saying that movies are long anymore. We suffered through three three hour Lord of the Rings movies. Ain't nobody say uh, shit. See, <laughs> you know, I love Lord nobody of the Rings, said anything when those movies were coming out. So right. if we if we <laughs> suffered through those three three hour movies, uh, we had to. I mean, Lord, if anybody watched the Snyder Cut, thank God it was on HBO Max. And oh it was, my God, it, that was, was that? that was four hours long. But thank God that was chopped up because if that was going to be the realism of somebody watching that in the movie theater and <laughs> we had to basically like watch a four hour movie. How? Right. Right. Yeah. No, and, and, and that's the thing, man. These people, some, I know what there's people like we always said on our other shows, they just like to complain. They just want something to complain about. And another thing people are complaining about this movie, they thought it felt too real. They're like, oh, they, they wanted the comic book Batman that we've seen, oh, no less than a million times. Mm -hmm. You know, like even remember when he went off of the building, he put his, he pretty much turned his uh, suit into a glide suit. Like that's a practically, if Batman could fly, 
he would need that suit. Like just Absolutely. wings like that, he would fall right to the ground and die. Yep. <laughs> there, it, there was no practicality in there. That man was wearing a squir- uh, a squirrel suit, a flying squirrel suit. And well, well, let's talk about the time before that because uh, in the in the midst of basically, if we if we want to pan back a little bit, the funeral scene. So he shows up there as Bruce Wayne. I'm at a funeral. This lady, the 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 mayor, the the young black uh, woman, the 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 mayor, walks mm-hmm. up to me and is asking me questions, talking about you got you got to do more for Gotham. I'm like, lady, we are at a funeral. <laughs> like the body <laughs> isn't even cold yet. You over here asking me about what I can do for the city? Get away from me! <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she, and she was saying she came up to me like, walk with me. I'm like, who the fuck are you? Wait, who are you? You know what? I'm worth more than you. I can make your campaign. Like, uh-huh. yeah, she was demanding, like, real, like, walk with me. And then, first of all, like, you know, I, I, I love my sisters. But in the end, when they were shooting off of the balcony, oh, she's like, man. no, no, my message needs to be heard. I'm Look. like, girl, Look. get your retarded behind. Sorry. There was people complaining about that scene. They were like, yo, they done shot a black woman on, on in the Batman movie. And I was like, yeah, but a black man wandered. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> he warned her. He was like, "Girl, don't you go out there." I was yeah. waiting for when, when he dragged her back. I was waiting for him to say, "Bitch, what I just tell you?" <laughs> <laughs> I told you, woman, you never listen to me. <laughs> Yo, that, I remember. I, I saw the movie twice, second time. I just got just as mad as the first time. I'm like, "Why aren't you walking back up on that stage and people shooting?" That's just silly for no reason. Yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah so what did you think about like honestly like the penguin colin farrell bro i love that i love this character unsung hero of this whole story mm. like um it, it, notably like when i first saw it i was like i was skeptical because when I, I saw like the first look of oswald cobblepot i was like no that's not gonna work for me I was like, that, how's that? How's that the penguin? But then I had to understand the realism of it because we both watched Gotham, the show, mm. and the penguin was in the mob and pretty much a gangster the entire time. So they played into that whole fold. Where- but he was more skittish. Like it, Robin Taylor's take on it was more like, no, don't make fun of my mom. He was like the awkward, weird. Right, right. He was, penguin- he was awkward. Yeah, but this penguin was just straight up like Philly, South Philly, New York, like, like, hey, he's like, it's Nazi over here. You're talking to me like that. Don't you ever talk to me like that. You know what I mean? That's right. The, we right. got that penguin. <laughs> oh, man. But but he, he was good. He was good. You you wouldn't guess that Colin Farrell was underneath all that makeup. I couldn't see it. I, I kept on I looking. I, was, I don't see nope. him anywhere in there. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that. How, how can that be Colin Farrell? And his scenes were probably, the, the scenes that he were he was in, were probably like the best, like I guess, climactic scenes. The the car chase, right. the, the car chase, and even when they were questioning him, I love that he was just yeah. like, "Oh, well, you, you guys are gonna start singing in a cappella or something like that. You gonna start <laughs> singing in harmony." Yo, he was actually the only real comic relief in the movie too. Right. <laughs> and even even at the end, when when Carmine Falcone ultimately got shot, you know what I'm saying? Like that that whole point where the penguin Carmine Falcone exchange. I was like, yo, Colin is playing the fuck out of this role. I was like, okay. I like, I'm I'm with that. He saw that little window of opportunity to take power. He was just like, oh, you stink. I knew you were a rat. And it was just like, yeah, that's it is. (laughs) He reminded me of the, well, Eddie Murphy's, remember Eddie Murphy playing the Italian guy in Vampire in Brooklyn? Yes. He was that. 
Yes, he was. <laughs> he did a great job, man. I, you, you said the unsung hero. I actually, he was probably my favorite character in the movie uh, with the Riddler, you know. Now, mm -hmm. let me ask you a question. What did you think about Robert Pattinson's take on Batman in general? I guess if you if you want to play if you want to play into it because he's playing a younger role he's supposed to be playing like a a an inexperienced Batman even though he's tremendously smart and still rich and has all these gadgets and weapons and everything like that but I'm I'm looking at it from the point of view like his Batman didn't really like have that much substance to it like it's 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 more so built around the characters that are around him like, mm. even though there's this ultimate chemistry between him and Selena Kyle in this movie, mm. I'm looking at it like if that relationship does not happen, if there's no relationship with Commissioner Gordon, like Batman is quiet this whole fucking movie. There's only two right. people that he talks to and right. it, aside from Alfred in right. the entire movie. So it's like. What, yeah, what it, 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 no, and real talk to, to not just give it all praise. I thought he was decent. I, as far as like, he just seemed very emo, got very kind of dry. Yeah. But in my brain, like, well, I guess that is kind of Batman. He's scorned, he's hurt, he holds yeah. stuff in, he takes out his anger, beating up, the, like, that's what Batman does, you know. Whereas, mm -hmm. but still, there was still a certain charm that Michael Keaton had. There was a charm that even Christian Bale, when he was out of the helmet, that was missing, that charming yeah. guy. But you mentioned that earlier, the playboy aspect. Maybe that's not just bought in yet. Maybe they can bring that in. Yeah, I felt like there was no difference in his personality, whether he had the uniform on or off. Totally agree with that. I think the contrast would have helped the film, too. It would have helped us, me like him a little more. Uh, I mean, but because like Selena, first of all, uh, Zoe Kravitz, as of now, she's either my number one or number two favorite Catwoman. Is her or Eartha Kitt? Eartha Kitt? But, but I'm like, I mean, I'm stuttering right now because I'm thinking, I'm like, I only know Eartha Kitt is Catwoman from the Batman TV series. And yet yep. I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, from the comics, She's a cat burglar. That's the reason that she's Catwoman. She has a ton right. of cats. If you want to play into the caricature role for the Michelle Pfeiffer role, she has nine lives and so on and so forth. I forgot about her. Ooh, now you put her, man. Right. And then Anne Hathaway just played this expert cat burglar that, that right. could fight. But, but the thing is, I think this Selena Kyle role was more realistic than all of them. You know what I'm mm. saying? Because she's she's infiltrating this spot that she works at as like i guess she's like a cocktail server right she and like works for you she works for you at she, she, she works for me at the nightclub <laughs> when i tell and, you go get that table <laughs> right but yet there's this criminal underworld and also the police like basically everybody hangs at the same spot so everybody's right. dirty so the da's mm -hmm. there most of the cops are there. The mayor probably hangs out there. Well, actually, she didn't. No, she, it was a female. She was not there. <laughs> but, right. but most of local government is there. So, like, she works there as a cocktail waitress. One of her friends ends up going uh, going missing, and she's and the one her that invested in it. Yeah, that's that was her investment in, in, into. Basically, that was it. Was almost like she had her own point of view in this entire movie. Own agenda, yeah. And Batman was he was trying to bring down who the rat was. She was trying to find out. 
who killed the friend. And yeah. that's why they couldn't see eye to eye. She took out those black mirror contacts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, there was uh, there was people that said you could you could take Catwoman out of the movie and it wouldn't change the premise one bit. Because yeah, their, she, because their lives didn't intersect. True, true. But she added to me so much to the film. Like, first of all, she's just sexy as all hell. Like Zoe Kravitz, mm-hmm. the way she would just look is like she had that cat look, like that glare. You know, I just think that she did a great job of just really, like you said, first of all, it's not like when you saw, remember she had bills to pay. She's a cat burglar for a reason because she broke. You know, she a product of Gotham horrible economic system. If we're gonna break it down, the man is holding Selena down. So therefore we need to get a sister into the office. Please y'all, let's not put Mr. Harvey Dent back in. Okay, I'll stop. Oh my <laughs> God, yeah, to be honest, yeah. <laughs> Yo, and, and the thing is, this Gotham is in shambles. There is no Wayne Pharmaceuticals. There is no Wayne Healthcare. There is no, uh, there's no Wayne Manor. There's, you know, well, there is Wayne Manor. But you know what I'm saying? Like, there's not all these, like, I guess, Bruce hasn't even gotten his business stride up yet to where he right. caused this conglomerate that revolved around Gotham City. He still had, he had little personal empire. He hasn't become the philanthropist yet because it's not Wayne's world. Wayne's oh, world. Oh, man, God. All right. Now let's move on, shall we? Yo, now. <laughs> but, but the <laughs> ultimate twist, his parents are dirty. Mm, I like no, that. Nobody, nobody's ever had that take before. That, that Martha and Thomas Wayne were doing some dirt. Mm. And that Martha ultimately killed somebody before, and that she was in a crate. She was in Arkham Asylum, in and out of Arkham Asylum. Thomas I, came in, leapt in as a young politician in Gotham. That, so, but that made that would have been great if the comics had that because it makes sense. I've never he, seen he, that. He fighting for justice, but your dad might have been just as crooked. But you know, I will say this: I feel like they kind of took that. I remember thinking this in the theater. They took a little of that premise from the movie The Joker with Joaquin Phoenix because remember. Okay. The Joker thought his mom was just this awesome, but come to find out she was a lunatic that was obsessed with, you know, the, the yeah. Wayne. So I feel like they kind of took the, the parent of the antagonist or protagonist and made them a key part of the story, which is, it works. But I feel like the, like they saw that it worked for Joker and I feel like they used it in this film right here. Yep. And and also like almost like in that same breath. You know, because Bruce is like suffering, has suffered so much grief, grief from losing his parents at a young age. The child that he went to this funeral to go see, you want to talk about the creepiest parts of this movie, him staring at that kid's the back of that kid's neck every like Like, five seconds. (laughs) And like, bro, I'm at a funeral and I can feel you staring at me, man. (laughs) The kid kid was like, your dog, seriously, like that's almost some like. Like two, find somebody call the police. <laughs> two instances. The, the first time when uh when they found his father dead, like when he saw him in the corner, you got Batman just staring at him for at least good 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. Then the next time you see he sees him at the funeral, he's Bruce Wayne at this point, staring at him at the back of his neck. And then yeah. uh, you don't see until later on at the end of the film, like the the reach out be like, I'm gonna make you one of my own, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is he supposed to be robbing the kid? Is that, well, that, that, that that's basically like uh the almost like the the big turn is that that ending part where the kid accepts him and that basically like 
you know, the kid's an orphan at that point. So it's mm. like, it's like, okay, they didn't reveal the kid to be Dick Grayson. And they, they, can, like they can take that road. He might end up being the, the Red Hood. They, they can take that character in a couple of directions because we all know whenever they do movies on the comics, they take little, um, uh, what do you call it? What's the word? When they, liberties, to mm -hmm. change the story ever so often. And Noah, Noah, did you notice earlier in the movie, uh, not to digress, but when uh, Andy Serkis was uh, talking to Bruce, he was just like, oh, I used to be in the circus. I was like, this, this guy found a way to drop his own name in the movie. <laughs> he was just like, oh, he yep. used to work for the circus. <laughs> right. And, and, and I feel like Andy Serkis didn't get that many, that, mu that much, that many acting lines or anything like that. Like in the okay, yeah, you kind of realize because Bruce had a, had trouble deciphering a lot of the stuff that the Riddler was going through. All of a sudden, MI6 Alfred Pennyworth pops out of the pops his shit out, and he was like, "Oh, I can decode this right here." He was like, "You got to put all this stuff together." You know, this, this none of this stuff goes together. You know, this looks like a slide right here. It was like all of a sudden, like you know, what I'm saying it seems like okay, world's greatest detective, but Alfred Pennyworth is basically showing them showing them the ropes. <laughs> Alfred got you beat. Yeah, he, Alfred's good at Sudoku, and it's obvious. Look at what he's doing right now. Right. He's, he's putting free time to good use. And, and, and I'm looking at MI6 uh, Alfred, and I'm like, bro, you've never seen a bomb before? You just opening up packages? You think that's the first time that a bomb has showed up at Wayne Manor? That's the richest man in Gotham. You ain't checking yeah, anything? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, why don't you just open it like that? Uh, open this. No, even Batman, even when like the Riddler were leaving these things it's like just opening stuff with bat like i would be looking around making sure there was no wires he should have been a little more cautious yeah. with some lunatic <laughs> but yeah, so let me let me just go ahead. no 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 go ahead go ahead i was just gonna say so like you know again a lot of people are saying that they like the movie but they don't they like Devin wade actually said in our chat he was just like i liked it but i wouldn't want to see it twice do you think this movie has rewatchability factors to it Ah, it, it probably has rewatched. I'm, I'm, I didn't go see it twice. I saw it one time and I didn't feel like it was deemable for it to be rewatchable. But then mm. like, if it came on H I'm sure it's going to come on HBO max. I probably will watch it again, but I'm almost kind of like iffy if they were to do a sequel, I mean, he might, he might come into the Bruce Wayne that he can be little, little bit later. But the thing is, if they were going to play this into a sequel, how would they mm. do it? Would there be a Robin included in it? You know, him and Catwoman pretty much parted ways at that point. Who gets, right. who gets introduced? Because it turned out that there was like a Joker-like character in the jail. Speaking to Riddler. Yeah, yeah right. from uh, Druig, from the Eternals. From the Eternals. And he's such a big name. Like, if and they can take that wherever they want. Because obviously we know Joker, and even in the comic, has clones. He has a bunch of copycats, you know. But I just thought that was kind of unnecessary to even... I feel like that was fan service. I feel like the movie was doing good, but not really giving fan service. And then they dropped that. And I didn't think they needed that. No. But they just wanted people to be like, oh, shit, it's the Joker. I didn't need that. Matter of fact, you didn't need to show him to me. I just need... If, you would, if I would have heard him... Yeah. I, and I the thing is... Do we do we need another Joker, another iteration? No, bring in Scarecrow, bro. Bring in a dope ass Scarecrow. Thank you. Thank you. Because I'm sitting here, I'm like, okay, Batman, aside from Spider-Man, has probably the largest rogue gallery that there is. And we keep playing into the same type of villains that we're doing. Okay, I get it. 
two actors have played the Joker and have won Academy Awards. It's a very hard uh, job to do to play that role. But the thing right. is, has it been overplayed at this point? Probably. You yeah, got you the know, Scarecrow. You Joker, got bro, Clayface. It's all, I'm like kind of, oh, oh, yeah, oh, Clayface, bro. bro. Two-Face. You could bring in uh, uh, the Mad Hatter, dude. There, there's so many characters that are sick in the head. That yeah. would be great films like this. Mr. Freeze, I mean, aside from the Arnold Schwarzenegger one that we got, they were like, everybody chill. Like, come <laughs> like, it's like I'm going to take my daughter to watch Frozen. It's a good movie. Yeah, like like those type of those type of characters. But the thing is, in the comics, those are very deep characters. You know what I'm saying? So like Victor Zaz, Hugo Strange, you know, like mm -hmm. these are really good Batman villains. And, right. yeah. and Mr. Freeze is probably one of the deepest ones because he lost his wife. He's just like uh, he's uh, the, the definition of uh, remorse, of hurt, like the pain from that. Yeah. That, that would such a dark story yeah you know because he's trying to keep her alive that's crazy yep he's, he's literally just trying to keep her looking as youthful as she is in that little like hyperbaric chamber that entire time and all batman seems to do every time and remember from the animated series he would try to freeze gotham in order to keep her like that all bruce all batman would do was fucking unplug the shit and then it would go back it would she would she would defrost and he'd be like no Put a like an AC unit in there, a condenser, turn it on. She'll be all right. She's going to be all right. Right. <laughs> I, I always felt bad for him, man. But 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 the thing is, he, there's so much to play on in that in that road gallery. Like right. uh, that. I don't think that they've ever touched like they, they haven't touched on Hush. Even though Bro. that's that was hinted a little they bit at the end of the movie. Yes. Yeah, the reporter's last name was Elliot. And we know that Hush's name is Thomas Elliot. Mm. He, happened, he happened to grow up in the orphanage before Alfred basically took guardianship of Bruce Wayne and ended up being just as smart as Bruce. And it was and so he all his, like him, like a doppelganger, like pretty yeah. much this. And now, he, what, What's the name a, of that story in the comic? What's the name of that the series, the Batman series with Hush? It's literally just called Hush. It's called Hush. Okay. Yep. It's just yeah, it's just called Hush. But but yeah. it but it's like it, it's a, it's a take on I guess his intellect. You know the the fact that uh okay Bruce Wayne is probably yeah world's greatest detective probably is one of the smartest people or smartest superheroes that there is out there. But yet there is a villain is just as calculated as he is mm. not necessarily psychotic or anything like the joker or the penguin or anything like that but yet you know this dude's like a master at plastic surgery so he's constantly altering his face so that he can look like he could probably look and like that'll him. be dark i feel like that's where if we if we, so if they were to take this movie somewhere from here do you think the hush direction will be, maybe like hush scarecrow and then give us poison ivy because she's like, like, no more Harley. Give us a break on Joker. Give us a break on Harley. Give mm -hmm. us a break on these common characters that everyone's grown to get tired of, you know? Yeah. But, so what did you think of the movie overall? Like, if, on a scale of one to 10? I mean, on a scale of one to 10, I gave it, like, I, I still gave it an eight. Like, it, it's it's a good movie. It is a good movie. Do I, do I feel like it's, like, like Dark Knight levels? No. Like, do I feel like it's, like, a 10 out of 10? No. Do I feel like 
the romance between Selena Kyle and Bruce Wayne was a little bit overplayed because the, the, the one part where all the Riddlers were fighting in that damn arena, like he gets a, he gets a, a shotgun blast to the chest and right. basically knocked out. And this is, this is the perfect time as all these Riddlers are moving in to, to kiss her. After he just hit himself with the uh, Bane steroids too, by the way, which oh, yeah. was another Easter egg. Yeah. It's like he is like, he, it, well, I think he hit himself with adrenaline, but I yeah, was like, like yeah, juice. I was like, is that Bane juice? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I'm like, I'm I, I'm looking at all these cues and everything, and I wouldn't even mind that there was another iteration of Bane, even though Tom Hardy, I feel as though did a, a real solid job, and they right. didn't they didn't even really like clue in on the whole steroid type deal that Bane generally does but people that read the comics understand that Bane is a lot more intellectual than anything even though he grew up in a prison you know he's right. actually a really smart guy he's not not generally the, like a brute the, the cartoon series they made him more of a brute and a lot of iterations that became popular so I'm like Mr. Batman I'm yeah. going to crush you like he was like Arnold Schwarzenegger right. like in the uh, Arkham game Batman Forever when he was like the cohort for Poison Ivy, he right. was, that was the weirdest shit ever. Like, yeah, that was that was strange. <laughs> the Joel Schumacher era of Batman is, even though it, it it appeals to to a lot of people and everything because of the color scheme and everybody that they were able to bring in. I'm just still upset that there has not been an established Robin other than Chris O'Donnell. Yeah. There hasn't and, uh, been an established Robin. The um, Chris O'Donnell and uh, uh, what was the TV? So, uh, Adam Weston. Um, oh, uh, Burt Ward. Burt Ward. Yes. Yeah. Those were the only two Robins. Chris O'Donnell only, and Burt Ward. That's what I'm saying. Burt Ward and Chris O'Donnell are the only two Robins that well, you can uh, ever the, the imagine. Titans, Titans exist. And we can't forget that exists. But, and they do it. Titans does a good job. It but, does a good job, but Robin's already Nightwing. Right. The Robin that they have there, they, they oh that that shit killed me. I'm, that's a whole nother story. That the, the fact that they, <laughs> that's a whole nother podcast. The fact that they did this season, uh, where the Jason Todd uh, Death in the Family comic book comes to life, and yet this whole that whole season turns into a Teen Titan story. Get the uh, fuck out of here. Yeah, they took too many liberties with that. And I didn't even see it, but I heard people complaining about that approach they took with it. Yeah, it's like, okay, so now, okay, Jason Todd, Death in the Family, the turn into Red Hood is a Titan story. And yet y'all were trying to introduce Deathstroke as a Batman villain when he's not. He's a Teen Titan right. villain. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, people don't know that. They Again, they, they if you watch the cartoons and stuff or some of the movies... It, that's what they know, but you read the comics and you know where his origins came from. So, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, bro, it, 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 it's amazing. They, they, I mean, I get it. There's so many ways that you can spin this story. There's so many incarnations of Batman. I'm so many writers have tackled Batman. So there's there's so many storylines that you could put out there. Who knows how many more Batmans we're gonna get? You know what I'm saying? Like Robert Pattinson for sure is not the last Batman. You know, and so whenever people ask you what's the most popular superheroes, I forgot what the list. Are. I think Batman was like number 
Is he number one now? He, 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 he would might have be to. number one. It, 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 it's probably so it's probably many. Batman one, Spider Man two, Superman three, or might in, in that order. That's the top yep. three. Yep, and then, then maybe Wonder Woman four. Yeah, but yeah, because if you think of how many versions of Batman, and you can't even count it anymore, it's ridiculous. Like yeah. now they're doing the Super Pets movie where he's going to be done by Keanu Reeves is doing his voice. Keanu Reeves is doing his voice. Uh, Lego Batman. You had what was what's his name? Will Forte or whoever yeah, Will it was. Forte. Then you had the uh, the guy, the real popular one from the the, the cartoons for years. Uh, oh, Kevin name? Conroy. Conroy. He's that, people that's him the, the goat. Batman. That's yeah. the goat. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for real. Like, so the, the thing is, we're going to definitely see more Batman. My problem is, who is he facing? So if we do all these live action Batmans and we're not jumping into the road gallery or getting a lot deeper into the road gallery and showcasing a lot of the villains that that could portray this, like I get it. Harley Quinn was introduced in the late 2000s and she's probably the most cosplayed character ever. So everybody yeah. wants to see her on screen. Even outside of the Batman universe, they put her in Suicide Squad. They put her in Suicide Squad 2. They put her in Birds of Prey. She's in. She's been in three movies already. Right, right. Overdone. 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 You know what I'm saying? I've seen uh, Batman Begins version with the, with the Scarecrow was dope. I like that. Yeah, no, it was real good. Yeah, I, I see the, the, I, you, the Scarecrow to me in this world, in this Gotham would be perfect. Matter of fact, remember they had the mask at the beginning? Some of them kind of look like the Scarecrow. I was looking mm -hmm. at all during their Halloween. I saw some, so he would be a great like fear, like that would be I think I, I would vote for him to be the next, him or Hush, to yeah. be the next big villain. Yeah. I'm, uh, I, I feel the same way. Like I, I just, I just know like uh, because uh, I think the next movie is Flash, where Michael Keaton's going to come back as batman so we're gonna we're gonna get that that iteration back and then for the most part i think ben affleck that's gonna be his last appearance as, as batman as a matter of fact because it's flashpoint that bruce wayne might die <laughs> yeah yeah and and he probably should you know because it's just so convoluted there's so many it's almost just like marvel Marvel and DC movies are now good because you, you can tell they're both in transition periods. Because mm -hmm. for years, Marvel had the you had your Iron Man, you had your Thor, you had your, now and even like with the She-Hulk. Now all the old actors they're they've been doing this for twenty years. They're over mm -hmm. it. They're done. So in Marvel, they're moving out. They're bringing in the new. DC's just kind of just been a mess from the beginning. You have some stand, you have some going, you have some. It's just like so. Yeah. Flashpoint hopefully resolves a lot of that and kind of like mm -hmm. the the last Spider-Man movie did with the you know the mixing the time universe but we'll have to see man <laughs> yeah because uh DC slate that came out like I think just got pushed back today so you we're only getting like uh one uh, well aside from Batman that came out the one other movie that's going to come out this year and that's Shazam so Shazam 2 is going to come out and then Black Adam and uh was it Aquaman 2 got pushed to 2023 well, so wait, Black Adam, Aquaman two, and Flash. Flash is at the end, uh, end of the uh, end of this. No, I'm sorry, Shazam is at the end of this year, and yes, Flash, Aquaman, Black Adam wow. all get pushed to 2023. So it's like and I wonder if this because of the success of this movie because it's not to me it's not a coincidence that after this movie did really good, maybe they're kind of reevaluating how they want to approach their comic books you know marvel's the campy kind of like bright and stuff like that maybe they're thinking maybe we should just go super dark 
Like this oh my movie, God. I, I don't know. Yeah, they, look, you know what that means if they go super dark, they're gonna get Zack Snyder back. <laughs> <laughs> don't uh, start with them motherfuckers. They, uh, yo, they'll they'll come out the, like Rilla, they'll come out the ground like Zack Snyder. It still kills me to this day that you know what I'm saying, like that they still revere that man so much. One director, just one guy. It's it's an ego thing at this point. And don't get it wrong, the Snyder Cut was exponentially better than Absolutely. the original Justice League. Absolutely. Movie. You know, now was that the original Snyder Cut or did he have time to listen to the fans to realize what he did wrong? Because people are thinking like, oh, if this would have been out, it would have been great from the beginning. No, Snyder's not an idiot. He might have been listening, like, okay, this didn't work. You then he fixed his mistakes. So the Snyder mm-hmm. Cut seemed like the perfect movie but trust me they they redid a whole new movie <laughs> I, and obviously you haven't seen him speak up on the dc universe at all it's not like he has plans it's almost like he's moved on he's got this big contract with netflix and everything like that so he's got he's got a couple movies that have already dropped over there what was it army of the dead and then he had army of thieves and now he's right. about to do this big sci-fi thing because he got inspired by doom and he dune and he just wants to like basically like do his own type of thing, his own Star Wars type of universe. Mm-hmm. The, the man can't do no wrong in the eyes of half the motherfuckers for yeah. Jesus Christ. It's it's a yeah. it's a, it's a cult following. I mean, people yeah, don't think does. it is, but it is. He has his cult following, but I honestly, man, like I said, I on a scale of one to ten, I would give this movie, I, I would say an eight. I would give it an eight too. That that sounds I, I would say seven and a half to eight. You know, my complaints are minor. I just maybe want a little more uh, character in Robert Pattinson. Maybe if it was a little more concise, but I did like, there were so many good, it was just a good movie. Uh, again, it didn't have to be a Batman movie. I don't know if I mentioned this, but mm-hmm. you could take in Batman out the movie and still had a good, if you just would have had two detectives figuring this out, you know, and even if you had the, the Wayne family, it didn't have to be Batman. Which is good and bad because you know if you're saying okay there's a great Matt Reeves did a great job but was it a DC movie you know yeah it, it it's it's almost gotten to the point where I'm looking at Batman movies like almost in the same breath that I'm looking at King Kong and Godzilla mm. I'm just I'm just literally like going there to see the action and everything like that it's almost like I. I almost don't even care about the filler anymore as much as you know what I'm saying we've read a lot of the comic books and we've seen the TV shows we've bought the, the merch beyond control everybody loves Batman but then almost at the end of the day it's like it might be overkill kids still love Batman but the thing is right. I, I remember after seeing it I was talking to a friend of mine and his this little his little kid and he took his kid to see it and you know it's pg-13 but the, he was like he was i think he had to be about nine and he was like it was good but it was inappropriate and to, for that to come from a nine-year-old i was like right yeah <laughs> it's like yeah, a, yeah. Your don't watch euphoria it's like oh my god <laughs> you talk about inappropriate <laughs> you're gonna traumatize children <laughs> that show it's only nothing to do with this but no child under the age of 26 should watch that show ever it's crazy yeah ever. it's crazy yeah it's so crazy. it's like I'm, I'm looking at it i'm like okay entertainment value shock value and that's pretty much it and i already know the aesthetics of batman so much i guess when you get to a certain age you're kind of like okay it's it, it's a good movie 
I, I realize I'm in it for the action and everything with that. Batman didn't kill. You know, he's not Ben Affleck. He Ben Affleck's Batman killed a lot of motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, he'll shoot somebody in the throat straight up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they, I watched that Justice League and I was like, Ben murked a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He he was he didn't care, man. He was disturbed, deeply troubled. <laughs> but <laughs> you know what? Hey, like I'm curious to see how they do him in Flashpoint, but Man, like I said, I just I I like the movie. I thought it was good. You know, I I'm not so excited like to wa- wait for the next one. You know, like when when after we saw like uh, some of the Marvel movies, like uh, Infinity War, we we're like, yo, I can't wait for Endgame because you just can't wait to find out what happened. Because of the cliffhanger, the cliffhanger was like it, it sold you so much that literally this one person took everybody out, and it was like. How do they get that back? And you were like, you were in anticipation for Endgame. You, you, most of the time, like through, I guess, some of the some of the other movies, the post credit scenes were so good. It, right. it led it left you in in some type of feel for the next one. Right. For the next one. And know what, DC, I know they don't like biting off of Marvel, but they should have yeah. put a little. You know what, if they would have taken that Joker scene, mm-hmm. literally that Joker scene and just put it after the credits, that would have made a huge difference. Absolutely. That's all they needed to do, you know, because it's like uh, people waited in the theater and it was just like, all right, goodbye. It's almost just like they gave us a big like, yeah, F you. Yeah. It's like, all right. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, it's Marvel thing. Mm-hmm. I, I'm starting to look at DC as just individual movie universes. So, like, yeah. if they want to do Superman, don't include anybody else. If they want to do Batman, don't enter anybody else but people in the Batman universe. Right. You, know, you want to do Green Lantern, do Green Lantern. Do Green Lantern core, you know, do the Sinestro saga. Just, just don't do anything outside of that. Well, do like the blue lanterns, the red lanterns, do like all that. <laughs> yeah. Like they got blue beetle coming out. Like I'm do blue beetle. Don't put them with anybody else. Maybe boost your goal because from, uh, that, Cobra Kai? yeah, that's the, the kid from Cobra Kai is going to be blue beetle. Yeah, I was yeah. like, that's good. I'm, that's good. I'm sold. That's, mm-hmm. that's all I need. Well, bro, this was an amazing talk. Nice talking with you again, man. We're we going to get back at it, man. It's going to be nonstop soon. The weather's getting nice. <laughs> yeah, the weather is getting nice. All right, so for James Grandmaster Facts Boys, Darnell Hicks from the Party Nerds, we are out. Mm-hmm.